Cousin labored up the hill and reached the clearing between the shack and the spring and rolled the cart next to the walnut tree. He moved over to the spring and took in the surroundings. Except for the presence of the raggedy shack, this was one of the prettiest places he knew. There was a peace and a quiet here that only nature understood. The movement of the water as it left the ground and sought its way downhill over the stones and ledges was the only sound unless you worked extra hard to focus on the wind in the trees or the bird songs and chirps. It was today, like all days, mesmerizing, a soulful comfort in a private place. He pulled the walnut from his pocket and noticed for the first time that its deep ridges were scarred as if they had been raked perpendicular to their paths with some kind of rasp. He dropped it into the water and waited long enough to begin another trance. There are struggles you cannot win, but a man can meet his own heart if value is found in loss. Give yourself permission to cry, Thaddeus Taylor. It didn't matter if he tried to be ready or not. Her words always startled him, and they did on this day. He felt his body jerk and his face frown to the sudden change from silence-driven thoughts to the old woman's words. There are struggles you cannot win. I know that for sure. He said to himself quieter than the sound from the spring. If it takes loss to meet my heart, maybe we should stay strangers, he continued and I cry plenty in the night. I just don't choose to do it in front of an audience. He stopped himself when he realized he was talking to the spring. Adakai could not have heard his words for their softness, and besides, she was probably gone from the door now. He knew he wanted a break from these visits for several reasons, but most of all because he was having an argument about them with the spring, a spring that probably knew as much about the interpretation of the words as he did. As he walked away, he stuck on the words she had used, Thaddeus Taylor. He seldom heard his name out loud. Dooley was the only person, other than Adakai, who called him anything but cousin or daddy or granddad. Dooley had usually called him Thaddeus, and Adakai, if she called him anything, always used his full name, Thaddeus Taylor. Callie had always called him Daddy, and T.J., Ophelia, and four-and-a-half-year-old Liberty all called him Granddad. His mother had called him Thaddeus. He couldn't remember how long most Southsiders had called him Cousin. White people on the other side of town who knew him and cared to address him also called him Cousin. He had invented it, or at least he had caused the name to be used. He had used the word to address almost everyone when he first came to Delphi. "'Good morning, cousin,' he would greet. "'How's everything going, cousin? "'What can I get you today, cousin?' After all, he had thought, it applied equally well to both men and women, old and young, and it was a nice, friendly, kinship-sounding greeting. He had originally been pleased with himself for discovering such a good, bonding word. It created connection. It symbolized relationships that were like family— It helped people feel comfortable, and it helped him, not a friendly man by nature, sound friendly. And then somehow it had been cast back on him, like a viscous echo. Your word has returned to you, cousin, the gods seem to have said to him. Ten or fifteen years ago, 
as the product of his own resolution, Thaddeus Taylor stopped using the word cousin and tried to call everyone by their parent-given name. The decision had a lot to do with his discovery that maybe he had been showing disrespect by giving everyone the same name. People were all different, and they shouldn't be stacked on top of each other all with the same name. They were each unique, and they needed to know it. They needed to be told in subtle ways and in overt ways that they were special, one of a kind. That was the reasoning he had used, and the process seemed to be as much about his own identity as that of all those around him. The cruel laughter of irony that he heard so often in his life was certainly a part of the name most people used for him. He had earned the moniker Cousin by using it for everyone else, and now that a decade or more had passed since he had applied it to anyone, it was the only name most people knew to use for him.